You're listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of AllGames.com. AllGames.com. Hi, this is Normie from Knuckleballer Radio and ZombieCast, and you're listening to one of my favorite shows on the Geeky Antics Network. Don't forget to check out the rest of the gang over at geekyantics.net. Warning, there might be rants and food ahead and possibly inappropriate behavior. Don't tell anybody, though. What's up, guys? Yomar here, a.k.a. Yogizilla. I just have a real quick call to action today. If you want to support the Geeky Answer Network, there's a really simple thing you could do. We'll give you a, a few links. And all you got to do is click on them, share them, like them. You do all the social media stuff. Ideally, buy something, but it's not required of you. Of course, this is just a way to help our sponsors out and help us uh, pay our bills. And we just humbly ask that you share these links as, as much as you can. No pressure, no pressure. But we would greatly appreciate it. I mean, we get it. Lots of people don't have uh, money these days. Disposable income, what is that? Uh, so donating is not always a thing. But clicking links and sharing stuff on social media, I think everybody could do that. So the links are very simple. They all start with geekyantics.net forward slash whatever, right? So one is geekyantics.net forward slash shiny prints. The other one is geekyantics.net forward slash weddings. And then we have geekyantics.net forward slash Martin Septic. And if you just uh, share those and tell some friends, uh, check them out. See, see what's, what's out over there. And if you like what you see, definitely spread the word. I'm sure you know at least five people that might be at least mildly interested. We'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. You were about to listen to the Timey Wimey Tea Time Podcast, a geekyantics.net and allgames.com production. Find out what everyone's talking about. The Doctor, of course. Doctor Who? Exactly. That Doctor. <laughs> Join us live at www.twitch.tv forward slash geekyantics. That's G-E-E-K-Y-A-N-T-I-C-S. Hang out with us, ask questions, laugh and have at it. We can't wait to hear what's on your minds and hearts. Tiny Wiley Tea Time Greetings and welcome to Timey Wimey Tea Time, where friends gather to talk about all things Doctor Who, sci-fi, fantasy, zombies, creativity, and geekdom as a whole. As always, we have some brilliant geeky stuff ahead for you. We have some special guests, someone that's familiar to you, someone you may not be familiar with. So uh, let's get to the, tr- the to the introductions. Uh, I'm Yaman Lopez, known throughout the interwebs and sometimes the Hooverse and other places of the interwebs. 
that it may be that are not the interwebs, that it may be, I don't know, used net. People still use net? Who knows? I'm going off on a rant already. But anyway, friends I are real call me Yogi. So you can call me Yogi. I hope you call me Yogi. I'm a gamer, I'm a dreamer, an author of silliness, a disgruntled techie, a wild-eyed entrepreneur, and a fistful of happy emoji cons and sunshine. Okay, at least if you ask Stan Farina. I don't know. I don't know how true this all is. So you, you let me know. Apparently, I ride into the battle upon a glittering My Little Pony, and out of my mouth come laughing swords of peppermint and ginger. But I'm only part of the TWTT experience. I'm joined by two fine folks today, and uh, one of them is my previous, and in my heart still, this show's co-host and, and, and founding member, Stan the Man Farina, a.k.a. Mr. I Hate Headphones. <laughs> Stan, you love headphones, don't you? I do. I know, I know. Your love for them is unparalleled. unparalleled. But, uh... Hey. <laughs> but we have someone else today, folks. Uh, this is a follow-up uh, discussion. I like to call it a discussion. You know, we did, last time on Horseplay Live, we did a, an AMA, Ask Me Anything, slash interview. But really, we were just hanging out. That's what we're doing today. But we're going to go deeper. We go... Because that's what we do here. We go deeper. We go deep. That's what you guys like to... That's kind of our unofficial, you know, our, our tagline uh, the community gave us. But anyway, without further delay... We have uh, a man that's involved with a very exciting Kickstarter project, an ambitious Kickstarter project, something unique. You know, as gamers, we always say we want something different, and then when we get it, we're kind of like, well, I don't know what to do with it. So I think this might be one of those things, and we're going to try to put it into a perspective that will hopefully resonate with everybody so you can see why this is such a big deal and why it's important for all of us to rally together so we can bring change to the gaming industry and to, to the world. This is, uh, this is a bit of an altruistic uh, aspect to this. And also, you know what? The most important thing, it's a fun game. You know, what, what happened to games being fun? It drives me bad. I, mean, I keep going into that on a tangent, but that's that, you know, story is great, music is great, but if the game isn't fun, it's not a game. It's an, an interactive movie, an experience, but, you know, to me, a game, more above all, has to be fun. You know what I mean? So, the Kickstarter project is called Release. I keep wanting to call it Realize. I might slip up and call it Realize. But it's released, R-E-E-L-I-S-E. It's got a little less than two weeks to get funded. And I think if everybody does a little bit and tells their friends about it and, get, and keeps the hype train going, we can, we can do it together as a community. And I, I have complete faith in that. He's also part of a company called No Room LLC. That they do, uh, they do uh, freelance uh, artwork and uh, commission work and all kind of cool creative stuff. Uh, this, this guy is a one a one stop uh, a one man stop too. Uh, he's like a the, the one man act, you know. He he does uh, music, beatboxing, you know, uh, freestyling, uh, little comedy. He does some impressions, but he gets a little shy when we put him on you know, on the spot. You know, he's got a really good hair tips too. He does the, he does you know he does uh, graphics. <laughs> he does coding, game design. I mean, what doesn't this man do? I mean. He's amazing. I'm a fan. And I hope you become a fan. This guy is Justin Fox. Hello. <laughs> Longest intro ever. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> See, I toot, I toot your horn so you don't have to toot it, toot it yourself. I mean, but and, and you did such a good job of it, you know, how can I even compete? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was just some rock star material right there. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. 
Well, don't worry. There's still plenty of us to talk about. Hopefully, we could uh, pack it in in a, in a little over an hour and a half that we have with you today. We had a little bit of a late start. We are streaming live on allgames.com and twitch.tv for says geeky antics for those that are getting us via the uh, traditional audio feeds. We do have the, the those video components, uh, so make sure you check that out. But, uh, folks, we got to... For the sake of uh, creating a, a frame of reference, today is August 20th, sound 16. This is episode 58. And uh, as we've been doing for the kind of summer series of the show, you know, definitely, especially in the off season of Doctor Who, we're chillaxing, you know, we're not talking much about Doctor Who. Uh, we're not talking much sci fi or fantasy, even. Uh, it's, we're focusing more on the other stuff that we talk about uh, the creative process, our other fandoms, you know, and just going deep on those geeky topics. Um, so yeah, so how's, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing this morning or this afternoon now? I'm just as pretty as ever. <laughs> so humble too. Yeah, I feel pretty. <laughs> pretty bird, pretty bird. I just, I just tell the truth and shame the devil. You know, I'm just doing pretty as ever. You know, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's Rock good. And roll. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I forgot. That's the other thing I forgot to mention. That you're a hand model too. <laughs> I knew I forgot something. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, I didn't want to bring up too much. I don't want people getting a little jelly. You know, you may see some of Justin's work. He uh, rivals uh, lots of the greats of the hand model industry, uh, including uh, uh, Kira Knightley. And uh, Edward Scissorhands, uh, you know, those are two, two of the big studs of the industry, from what I understand. You call a woman a stud? Why not? Let's make it unisex. Equality. <laughs> Forever. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, yeah, yeah, I put it up there. They, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is probably, like, uh, top tier, I would say, for hand model. Because she, she de- represents the male and female demographic, technically. <laughs> Only a few people will get that really awkward joke. <laughs> Some people are gonna start googling like, why is she a, why is she representing male and female? I don't know what he's what is he saying. And then I get some very seedy aspects of the interwebs like, whoa, uh, I wasn't ready for that. No. <laughs> so folks, uh, let's get into our intergalactic star map before we get too deep into the banter. This is what we have planned for the show. As always, we'll start off with before we go deeper, we have some shameless plugs, some community love. You know, like, you know, most of our shows, most of our content is all about giving love to each other. We're hoping that by sharing the love freely and supporting each other wholeheartedly, people will get the hint and be like, you know, there's something to this. If I give more than I take, maybe I, I could bring change. So that's what we're hoping we aspire people to do. And it starts with one person making that effort. One minute. You know, it's all in ones. Those simple opportunities. And then you, over time, consistently, you develop the, the discipline to keep doing it naturally, so no longer it feels like work. And then no longer any expectation, you're just doing it because it feels right and it feels good. And then other people join in and that's how that's how a movement begins. At least that's that's our model here. You might other people might have a different model, but I think that's what works, it's, it's proven for us, and we're trying to spread it to a greater degree. That's that's our mission here at Geeky Antics. And that's not like a like a pipe dream, but we could do it. We will do it. We we're we're doing it. Anyway. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the backup, guys. I don't even get an amen or uh-huh. <laughs> Crickets. Well, I, thought was, I thought it was like the uh, uh, the portion where, you know, we want to go ahead and plug that and keep the plugs going and everything. But I think that that is a very noble cause for, for obvious reasons, you know. Um, I think that uh, there is, and there is something to giving um, more than you take or, or giving before you a- you have an ask. You know, that's, just, that's actually like a... a a strategy that actually does work and it works very very well so um 
you 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 got you, you guys got nothing to worry about. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of uh, we talked about it before the the Gary Vaynerchuk uh, model, but it's a right. you know there's lots of different takes on it, but it's all the same thing. And in fact, I find that if you focus on the right people, as you start giving, you start seeing the people that really respond to it and really need that and and, and appreciate it. And remember, there's this you know what is it five languages of love. So it's not always going to be the kind of reciprocation. Not ever going to be one to one reciprocation. That's 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 unrealistic. Give you're going to give more than you get back. Give without the expectation of getting back. And if you focus on the right people, you start giving more to the people that really need it and really care and are are, are benefiting from it the most. Those those people will you won't even have to ask. They'll come to you. That's the magic that happens. You know. And I think the tricky part is the whole eighty twenty rule is like, are you spending you know, 80% of the time, you know, with the wrong people, you know. I forgot the exact the exact rule, but, you know, it's, it's basically, what is it? Uh, remember, Stan, that, that, it's a, it's a, this is an old business rule. Spend uh, 80% of your time on the 20% that actually create value, something like that. There's been lots of, lots of iterations of it, but it's the same kind of notion. Like, it's always going to be the 1 in, 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 in 10 or the 1 in 100 or 1 in 1,000 that are really, it's going to really click with them what you're doing. And those, those are your go-getters, your brand ambassadors, your, your collaborators, you know, your compassionate individuals, your generous individuals, the movers and shakers of the of world. That, huh? Yeah. We need more of that. Oh, I know, exactly. But, you know, it, that's kind of the, the realistic expectation you have to have, that that's going to be a one in, 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 in some number. You might be lucky and get one in ten. That's very rare. For most of us, it's one in a hundred, one in a thousand. And then uh, the further you go down that conversion funnel, we might, we mentioned that note, that topic, that phrase often uh, on this show is uh, the further you go down the, f- the conversion funnel, the tougher those those asks become, the tougher the call, those CTAs become, those calls to action become. The the more friction there is, and the less likely people are going to be able to or want to help you out because you know that we live in a world where there's, there's a lack of trust and motivation. You know, it's just part of the, the the rules right now but we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about that kind of stuff today a lot and how you can overcome those challenges so uh stay tuned for that we will have who knew we'll have some very light geeky and gaming headlines then we'll have our creative corner where we'll be continuing our series of the next small thing previously named next small things we're trying to get more laser focus the next small thing you know the next simple opportunity you can take how can you get there how can you get your audience there how can you get your, your team members your side like your collaborators your mastermind group to that point keep it as simple as possible so you can execute upon it all right so you have this really big plan and you know you're, you're a wordy what like worder wordster like me you know you're long-winded blah 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 and people start you know hearing wah 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 wah, wah after a while you know i'm sure a lot of people already like all right get to the point yogi come on yomar what are you doing but that's it you know how do you break that down to its you know, core, its essence, and share it in a way that it clicks and people are like, aha, and then they go, boom, they go for it. That's what we're going to talk about there. And at T10 Timbits, we'll uh, talk with uh, Justin Fox. You may have heard of him. I think we mentioned him before. (laughs) We're going to talk about uh, release and uh, beautiful things thereof. And we won't have... Such a dirty thing, release. Well, now they say it like that. Good lord! Now, uh, now, nah, 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 I mean, we all need release of some sort. That's that's the truth. Uh, no, I need my release now. Creative release, you know, you might you might have, need some emotional release because you know you, you have stuff pent up. If you're like like pretty much, I think all of us on this call, you have like 
a kajillion ideas and thoughts running through your head and you gotta create space, meditate, pray, whatever you do to kind of, you know, calm yourself down and focus on the things that are your true calling, right? Because there's a lot of busy work and distractions in the world. It's, it's hard, it's hard. Uh, so, you know, again, that's another thing we're going to help you with. We won't have a formal uh, gaming verse segment today. We will talk about video games, though, I promise, especially since we're on Twitch and we have to have some kind of, you know, as long as we keep it creative or and it has some gaming stuff related, you know, in there, people are fine. Uh, though, you know, funny story, but we used to have a, a, a Christian uh, podcast on the network and we used to stream it live on Twitch. I didn't get to tell you this, uh, Justin, actually. Uh, I'm surprised Obi didn't tell you this. Uh, and we used to have every Sunday we had a, a sermon, and we would have uh, Q and A. Reverend Tar. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reverend uh, Ted Tar, and uh, it was called. Uh, oh my, God, I can't even remember the name anymore. It feels like it's so long ago. An apostolic outlook. Um, hmm. You know, and I was trying to tell him like, you know, the important thing I think with ministry is. If you want to bring people in that are on the outside, the lost sheep, which really is, a, is the ultimate goal of Christianity, you know, you don't position it as, hey, become a Christian, or hey, check out my religion. No, you have to be more non-denominational and think about, this is the life I'm living, this is how it's changed my life. I want to share this message of hope with you. I want to share some practical knowledge, some wisdom with you, and I hope that, you know, you'll find use of it. I think that's more inviting, so... We we really had a lot of fun with the show because we would work with with Ted and have him do less of the traditional kind of preachy kind of stuff and do more of a, a approachable, accessible kind of thing where people uh, yeah, sure. they wrote in and they were talking in the chat about problems they were having, marital problems, you know, problems with uh, with habits, uh, vices, and he'd break it down, real simple turn, no judgments, like hey, you know, we all struggle with that stuff. I'm human. I, I succumb to that stuff too. This is what I did, and this is what I find works, and this is what I feel God is calling us to do. And and, and people were loving it until we had one individual, and you know who you are if you're still out there. How dare you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> who was literally in the chat for less than like 30 seconds? Can I monitor our chat room? I see who leaves, who and who who comes in, who's mm-hmm. lurking, and he didn't like that it was religious, and he's like, oh, not getting caught. Reported us, he got us suspended for like 24 hours. So we don't do that anymore, but we were thinking about bringing that show back, and uh, at least on YouTube. Uh, so I, just, I, I say that so that if we get really heavy on the Christian stuff today, people realize that you know we're trying to share the essence of the game and also break that down into components that I think apply to everyone, whatever, regardless of what your beliefs are. Because who doesn't need hope? Who doesn't need, want some sort of redemption, purpose in life? You know, positivity. Anybody that says they don't want that stuff, they're, they're full of it. Well, I, I want to be miserable. I don't, I don't want to be happy or feel like there's a direction in my life. I just want to kind of coast along and just complain about everything. Man, man, who wants that? No, that's no way to live. That's a, that's a crazy story, dude. Like, uh, just in terms of that, um, I mean, that sounds like a great idea, you know. So I think you should bring it back, you know. I mean. Oh, yeah, we we, uh, we, take, we take a lot of risks. Uh, we were one of the first people, if not, I think we were really the first people to do a true podcast like actually have it on iTunes and stream it on Twitch. We, I, I, would, I would venture to say we were the first one. When we were doing it, no one else was doing podcasts on Twitch and or gaming talk shows. They made a category at, way after we did it. And when we were first doing it, we used to get reported and people would complain. Like, Where's the video gameplay? Like, well, we're doing a talk show. We we kind of like yeah. took those lumps and, uh, and and trailblazed that. So I'm proud of that. Like you know, we took those risks, you know, to give other yeah, people the courage. Definitely try that again. You should, you should definitely do that again because um, um, how about you, you know, Justin? 
Um, I mean, I mean, what time did you guys do it? We were doing it. Uh, yeah, it was Sunday around two or three p.m. I, be- I believe. Mm. We started at like I, noon. I mean, we're not doing it right now, so you know we can yeah, talk about it off yeah. air. No, Justin, you could pick your own time. Yeah, works oh, okay. for you. Huh. If yeah, we do, uh, if we bring it back, if we bring it back again, it probably be. Uh, we'll probably maybe we'll stream it live on Facebook since they have that feature built in now, and then we could mm. uh, record it and put it on YouTube. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I can, I can totally get down on that. That's that stuff is that stuff is cool to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, even if we don't do that, I think there's still ways we could, you know, motivate people and give them hope. You know. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're doing that right now, regardless of what the format is. But it'd be cool to you have gone it. more places, more platforms. Hey. So folks, yeah, before, before we go deeper, all games chat man. Someone uh, pacemaker pacemaker is like. A hip-hop RPG? He wants to know more. <laughs> oh, look. We actually have people engaging with the show. On, <laughs> and get, so, yeah, Stan, you're going to have to watch that one because I'm, like, trying to watch all this. I'm watching the Twitch chat, the sound yeah. levels, the uh, Discord chat, and then looking at the show notes. So, yeah, that, good good call out on that. So, Pacemaker, yes, we're going to talk about it shortly. Uh, probably by, at the rate we're going, probably about 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, release. It is on Kickstarter right now. If you click that link that we have on the teaser, the promo image there, bit.ly forward slash. Yeah, I, I got the short link that it makes it easier oh, to remember. Okay. bit.ly forward slash release. Again, that's R E E L I S E, all lowercase in this case sensitive. That takes you to the main site, which also has the, the more information, media kit, all that good stuff, and the link to Kickstarter. Uh, share that. Share that with, with with share it lovingly and wholeheartedly and get it out there. It's a really unique project, and we'll get into the nuts and bolts of, of the whole project right there soon. Uh, but you check it out in the meantime. All right, so before we go deeper, before we go deeper, we uh, keep this show family friendly, folks. So we don't we, we don't cuss at all. Once in a while, they might slip on the live show. How uh, can we get passionate? And it happens. I, I've done it too. I, I will be, I will hold myself accountable. Uh, I've I've done the sugar honey iced tea and the and the frogurt. You know, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we want to. We, we want people to be able to share this show freely and really uh, talk about it with everybody. Um, I think it's important. Because the stuff we're talking about here, I think, has a, a wide appeal to all types of folks. Uh, we're doing fundraising. Uh, we're not gonna talk too much about that. We're doing fundraising for our network because uh, it'll help us be able to work with more small businesses and growing brands. And I'm being lovingly attacked by a cat who wants me to have her under my lap and love her. You might hear her purring. It's like a, it sound like a motorcycle. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Anyway, distraction. But yeah, no to blue. You know the thing about it, no, it's not blue. It's Schmunkin. Schmunkin is making blue jealous though. This is one of the cats that we rescued from that litter that, you know, the whole st- gruesome story I told you about, you guys about. I don't want to yeah. repeat it, though, because that shit legit gets to be choked up. Oh, by the way, Nor- Normie, uh, Normie uh, Late's uh, cat is doing well. Uh, he survived. He didn't get any brain damage. Awesome. So, you know, I just wanted to talk about that, like... Uh, now we got to hunt down the, the guy that shot it. Yeah, that, well, she she already, I think, figured it out and filed a police report. Uh, they took pictures of the cat and everything. And I've got to take it seriously because, you know, I, this is our little PSA, uh, I don't know, the more you know kind of moment. Uh, you know, all life is precious as far as I'm concerned. You know, um, I don't even feel bad about crushing bugs sometimes, to be honest. And, uh, you know, especially 
an animal, a fellow mammal, like, I don't know, like, they may not be as intelligent as us, but they are sentient, they they have feelings, you know, and then, it's, it's just, don't, don't be cruel, there's no such thing as a lesser living being, they're all, you know, God's creation, and using a BB gun, or, or just being cruel to an animal, just target practice, like, come on now. That's that. That's that, if you if you have those kind of tendencies, seek some help, psychological help, emotional support. Tell someone that cares about you because that's. I'm sorry, that's a slippery slope. That's that's the beginning of a downward spiral into some darkness, man. Like you know, if you look at the classic, you know, fictional works, they 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 they, they acknowledge a truth in psychology and you know the scientific study that proves that if you are violent, you have cruel tendencies. Chances are you are a psychopath or a sociopath and that's if you don't take care of that you might become a serial killer you know <laughs> you'll be the next the next story on criminal minds you know so yeah don't don't, uh, don't do that no, don't be cruel to yeah, animals yeah. They're, they're, right, it's more like, it's more like you start being cruel to animals because you know like here's what's interesting too is that you can be a functioning psychopath right so like i think they said like a lot a lot of business, uh, business owners and higher-ranking higher guys like that actually are psychopaths. It's just that, you know, the way it manifests. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Exactly. So, so you're like picking things off, you know, then, yeah, that's, that's, that is going to be one of those type of deals where it's like if you, if you can't um, re- respect life, you know what I'm saying, this, this as a matter of not emotion, but just respecting it, you know what I'm saying, that just logically going there in your brain, then, you know, that is kind of be that slippery slope, you know, in terms of... Uh, getting down the yellow brick road <laughs> so to speak yeah and, and sociopaths like everybody knows one everybody has one that's close to them and it's like you said it, this is people have different outlets different channels to to you know get rid of their frustration and you know basically you know when we think about uh sociopathic behavior you're talking about uh folks that don't function normally and have trouble with in social scenarios you know uh, like typically us introverts, we tend to have issues in certain uh, social situations, like uh, speaking in public. You know, that's a big one. You know, mm-hmm. or 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 you know, a lot of time manifesting relationship issues. We can't, we, we don't have long lasting relationships because you know, I say we because I think everybody everybody has some sort of malfunction. You have to acknowledge that, embrace that, and then work consistently towards it. You know, but anyway. We could go. We could go deep on that one. My cat's being really playful. You might be hearing. You might hear things falling off my desk as she says, "Playing." Why are you so playful right now? Usually, you're taking a nap at this time. <laughs> so anyway, like I was saying, with the fundraising, you know, I don't want to take away from Justin today because we want to. We want to get this, his project funded. But the reason we're fundraising constantly is because you know we don't charge nearly any anywhere close to what the market rate is for most of our projects because we tend to work with a lot of smaller brands. And that you know that makes it hard for us to put food on the table for our families and and, and keep growing the network. You know, but we you know we try to refer business to our different uh, partners and affiliates, and we're trying to help level the playing field and give the, the 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 mom and pop shops of the world a fighting chance and give them a voice. That's what we're here for in Geeky Antics Network. So if you want to learn how to donate, how to support us monetarily or not, uh, just go to geekyantics.net for said donate. And every little bit counts. I mean, if everybody does a little bit, you know, it's, coll- it's simple collective economics and it works. I also want to welcome again Ghostman and Demon Hunter to our show. They recently had Dan Aykroyd on their show. You definitely got to check that out. That dude is a true geek. They're talking about all sorts of conspiracy theories and um, 
aliens and supernatural and UFOs and all that stuff. They even he was even talking about this uh, scientist who's a, a well-known scientist, you know, that was talking about how there's aliens amongst us, you know, they're cloning human beings and walking amongst us, and I was like, ooh, that's creepy stuff. Uh, you know, I, and I keep an open mind about everything, so I'm like, you know what? I, I will not be surprised. I don't doubt it. So he mentioned the reptilians. Yeah, he, he talk about everything. Like uh, they talk about conehead. Uh, you, you, uh, wow. It's a really good listen. <laughs> you, you gotta get into. You gotta listen. To it. It's good. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I've heard of those things. You know, like I'm not a, I'm not convinced on those things. But um, uh, I, I think that uh, for me virtually, I thought it's that that they're hinting at something. I just don't think it's that. That's all. <laughs> You know, uh, there's lots of interpretation. Anytime you have the human element and people make up their own conclusion, and you know, the messenger can mess up, you know, what what yeah, what's yeah. being communicated. I ain't mad at him though. I ain't but, mad at him though. You know, I, I said I respect all beliefs, but yeah, it's, I, this is the way I look at it. This world is full of things we cannot possibly comprehend, and to think mm-hmm. that we mere mortals could 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 figure everything out—that's foolish and arrogant. So yeah, you know. Yeah. But- yeah, that's that's the that's the that's the uh, I think that's the most important thing to take away from it is that having the hubris of uh, um, I guess assuming that um, I guess that yeah there's 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 just stuff out there that's that is unknown um, and there's different interpretations there's different interpretations of that unknown um, but in terms of, the, of of the way that the world works you know there's definitely that unknown portion of it that's kind of like oh <laughs> yeah hey, you know. It just it just lets, it just tells us it's uh that's how amazing this world is that we live in. And welcome back to the Brent Pig Fifty Five. It's been a while, man. He said I miss you guys. <laughs> so welcome back. Uh, so yeah, Ghost Man and Demon Hunter show. They uh used to have a show on A and E. You guys are big time. We're humble and we're, we're honored to just have them on our network. So welcome to the gang. Uh, West Radio Show, of course, is back with uh, K Magic One Hundred One, who's also a, a, now a partner Twitch streamer. We're proud of the things he's been doing, and he's also the director uh, and the uh, coordinator for Destiny Con. Uh, so he, big things right there. You know, the, the, our community has been getting busy, so we're, we're super proud of them. Uh, some more shoutouts, some more love for the some of the stars of the gang beyond the one we just mentioned. Uh, Cupcake Envy uh, with an extra E is Cupcake A E is it Cupcake E Envy and the extra E is for excellence as far as I'm concerned. Uh, check her out. The the Stacy Roy and a Stacy with an E. Uh, there's a lot of E's in these days. Notice awesome cosplayer. She does the dirty bartender. Such a sweetheart. And she's Canadian. I don't know what it is, but Canadian women are, are are I feel like they're much nicer than American women. Like they're always like. They get social media. They're actually social on social media. They're just engaging and, and just super sweet. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a different kind of personality. I don't know. We, we, I think a lot of us American. Culture. What's that? Yeah, but I think it's a different culture because... Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like I saw that um, years ago. I don't know if this is still true or not, but um, I saw that old Michael Moore movie. Um, what was it called? Uh, Bowling for Columbine. That was it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like and like he was saying that they're what they show in media um, is a lot different uh, than what we show than what we show here in America. So it's like we uh, like our news is very reactionary and fearful and panicky and things like that, you know. And up there is kind of like, eh, there's something boring happening today, you know what I'm saying? Like like their media is is is, is I mean it has violence and that you know in it, but as far as you know them socializing and not peddling fear, uh, they don't do that nearly as much as we do. So yeah, it, it is it is. Cause I mean, he like walked in people's house, 
like it was an RPG, bro. Like <laughs> he, just, he was just open the front door and walk in there like, hey, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, hey, <laughs> you know, he didn't. Yeah, people like uh, in Canada, like all my friends I talk to in Canada, they all like leave their houses and their cars unlocked. They have like this unwritten rule where they leave their cars unlocked because if there's an emergency, if someone needs their uh, a car, they want someone to be able to go in there and drive their car. Like, I'm like, what? Like I've and I and this is not just like hearsay. Like I've heard this thing. Like friends have told me that they do that, and I'm like, wow. Like I can't. And I hate to say it, but our fellow American, I don't see people doing that kind of thing. And we're yeah, exactly. We're fear mongering culture. Mm-hmm. Fear of failure, fear of fear of change. You know, who moved my cheese? A great book that everybody should read. Uh, you know, we fear everything. We fear our own yeah, shadows sometimes. Boom. <laughs> 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 yep, yep. uh, exactly. So these days, Roy, make sure you check her out. Love that girl. That they, these are all women. They all. It just happens to be they're all freaking women that are making big moves. See, guys. You gotta, you gotta, you men, our fellow men out there gotta get more motivated. You see, women get social media, and that's why they're doing big things. And that's just because they're pretty, alright? It's because they know how, they understand the value of people, and community, and collaborating. And Morgana Freya, she does graphic design work, and a lot of times, for her friends, she'll do free stuff, you know? And she does quality stuff, so she'll do some overlays for you, for your videos, and all this neat stuff. I mean, she's top notch. Check, check out all these people, man. It, we got a great community, man. I'm super excited. Um,. But that's all the plugs for now. Uh, I think we should move on. We do have a voicemail and an SMS line. If you can't join us live, you could always use this uh, 646-801-2149. That's a U.S. number. If you're calling internationally, it's 011-646-801-2149. And again, you can leave us voicemail there or text us there, and uh, we'll respond on the appropriate show live or not, pre-recorded, whatever. But we'll, we will acknowledge your message. Uh, did you have anything to add to that, Stan? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, pass. So I'm like tidying up. <laughs> but this little kid is like super playful right now. I don't know. It's, it's got an interim. All right, anyway. Who knew? Let's, let's cover some quick headlines and then we'll move on to the creative uh, corner. Uh, Titanfall 2 Beta Weekend. Uh, there's an open uh, tech test you can join for free on uh, Xbox One or PS4. So far, the feedback everybody seems to have is that the game is more polished and uh, using the mechs feels a lot better than before. Like, it feels, you feel a lot more OP. Uh, and I think that might be because they got rid of, or they seemingly got rid of burn cards, the whole rodeo thing, and uh, nuclear ejection, which are all arguably things that, that kind of broke the experience. So I haven't played it myself yet, but from what I've seen, it looks good. Uh, I think we're going to be... I know there's an all-games uh, network. The networks are basically kind of like a little... It's a way to help matchmaking so you can play with other people in the community. So all-games has one, and we'll probably set up a Geeky Antics one throughout the weekend and, and, and jam with you guys there. Uh, for Titanfall 2, oh, cool. you, need, you need to have an Xbox One or a PS4. Titanfall 2! <laughs> Titanfall! Titanfall! See a game. I like Titanfall. It's a fun game. Uh, if you haven't heard yet, uh, we had talked about how Nintendo might be, you know, finally getting social media and the need to support community, and then, uh, we find out that they pulled their magazine, Nintendo Power, off of archive.org, so so much for that. Uh, anyway, Nintendo. Nintendo's weird. <laughs> anyway. Mi- Microsoft. Microsoft has acquired Beam Interactive, and now everyone in our community seems to be asking themselves if it's time to switch from Twitch. 
I can get it to, we're going to have, uh, we're going to continue our, our, um, our articles. Man, we, we don't sound different. Like, wait, we all sound the same? What does he mean? We all, like, all of us sound the same? Eh? You guys don't sound different. <laughs> what is he talking about? Red Pit, you got me confused now. Anyway, you know, uh, we all sound like the Jurassic Five. <laughs> there you go, or or Far Side. <laughs> Maybe we should harmonize. Oh wait, isn't that a nice and smooth song? This is the way we harmonize. This is the way we harmonize. Is that a song? Is that a rap song? From nice and smooth. Nobody's made that up. No, I think there is one. <laughs> I bet you if I look. No, no, no. They, they have one. <laughs> harmonize, nice and smooth. No, I know. I remember they had a song like that. Yeah, there is a harmonized song. Nice and smooth. Nope, you still made that up. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> that's from that album. Uh, that's like the 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 main album. Yeah, that that's from the same album they had. What they had a sometimes that rhymes slow. Come on, classic. There you go. Yep, you still made that up. No. I got me making things up for man. What's up with that? Weird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this in the in the show notes too. Can we do make them public so you can follow along with us? Nice and smooth. Harmonize. <laughs> I want to put a new section. Be like, is this a new joint? Yo, this is dope. It's new to you. It's new if you're if you're young and you never heard of Nice and Smooth. This is when hip hop was good. Oh my gosh! You on my ignorant? Where is the poo? But you know, on the flip side, this is that's, this is the beauty of the world we live in. It's a world of unlimited opportunity. You no longer does everybody have to go work to the fa- in a factory and do blue collar work. Nothing wrong with those things. But you know what? You can just mumble into a microphone and, and steal someone's beat, and you're you're an, you are an artist, according to some bars. <laughs> anyway, nice and smooth, harmonized word. Nice and smooth for president. To sign seventeen. <laughs> Uh, Twitch, Twitch, Twitch is uh, making moves too. They acquired uh, Curse, uh, and uh, it looks like they're trying to be self-sufficient and just like cover all the bases themselves and keep everybody in their in their ecosystem, much like Facebook does. I see what you're doing, Twitch. All right, all right. They also implemented uh, active sharing, which is something we've been talking about for ages. Thanks for joining, you know, the Web 2.0 movement. You know, th- welcome to 2001, Twitch. <laughs> You know, finally catching up with trends. You know, so active sharing basically is if your friend is in a channel or they join a channel, you can see where they're at so you can join them. It's social sharing. Whoa, my blown. <laughs> What's sharing? I know, sharing. These are like e- easy opportunities. Like, uh, uh, it's, it makes you wonder why people don't prioritize these things. But I'm glad they finally did it. So maybe without, but what this basically means is it's going to level the playing field a little bit. So, you know, the more unique content that gets buried, the better content, the more remarkable people that finally get a little more love. <laughs> I missed when the days of Africa were fresh. What? <laughs> Bird, Bird Pig is so random sometimes. It's all about Africa, like mu- the music. There's a song called, uh, it's like a, te- it's a techno song called It Began in Africa. I like that joint. It's dope. I like electronic music. Earlier we were playing uh, Moby, some some ju- some some jams from uh, from the Play album. Super dope. Anyway, <laughs> THQ is back as THQ Nordic. And speaking of THQ, the Xbox Live game would go. They got WWE 2K16. WWE used to be a THQ pro- THQ property. 
uh, before they sold off all their properties, pretty much. So I wonder what THQ is gonna do now. I mean, they they used to be one of those like more obscure labels that put out some weird stuff like Homefront, uh, uh, Darksiders. What's a THQ joint you like, Justin? I just like the wrestling games for the most part. The wrestling, the, the wrestling games. I mean, no, they weren't. You know, No Mercy because the acting games were just incredible. But you know, they had their moments. They had their moments. Um, but I really can't think of off the top of my head right now a THQ because it's. I'm just kind of drawing a blank right now. I mean, I played a lot of THQ stuff, but I don't know why I can't remember any of it right now. I know, like it's the thing. It's like. Chances are, if you think about a game you played early 2000s or in the 90s that you liked that wasn't uh, Atlas, Sega, Treasure, or Rare, as far as labels go, and publishers. Yeah, you pulled up, pulled up Treasure, bruh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so if it... Heroes, bruh. Ooh, don't you... Star Heroes, bruh. Dude, Guardian... Guardian Heroes is one of my favorite games of all time. Because it should be, because it's amazing. Like, that game takes the things that we love about RPGs and then builds upon it and makes it better. Like, I, like the combo system, it makes Devil May Cry Jelly. jelly. Uh, branching storylines... <laughs> Like, tons of unlockable characters, a great story, lovable characters, you know. It's got the PvP arena. It's got the camera that zooms in and out like Samurai Showdown. And six-player six player, six player um, uh, arena, too. Remember that? Yeah. Four-player co-op. Four-player co-op. Dude, four-player co-op on the campaign. I mean, yo. Ah. Oh. It was bananas. When they brought that game bananas. back on the 360 for the Xbox Live Arcade, I was like, yes, I'm getting this. Take my money. Yeah, dude. I did the same thing. Like, um, That's one of the first things I did when I got a uh, 360, finally. I was like, wait a minute. Uh-oh. We're losing you, Justin. Justin, no! Your internet's being a poopy butt. Uh-oh. He's roboting hard. Do you hear me all right, Stan? Yeah, you're good, man. Uh-oh. No, we got to message him and let him know that this thing is being a funky monkey. Hold on, message him. Okay. What the heck? <laughs> it's still going. Oh my lord. <laughs> Alright, let's move on. We'll, 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 uh, we'll talk more retro at a future date. But you know, we do, we have uh, gameplay videos of uh, Guardian Heroes on our YouTube channel, Geeky Antics. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Geeky Antics. Uh, I was already go geeky at that forward slash video. We got videos up there. Yo, I love Guardian Heroes. The, all I need to do now is bring back Panzer Dragoon Saga, like an HD remake built from the ground up. Because the tragic thing about that game, they had a very limited uh, uh, like publishing run. Uh, I'm talking about uh, like low thousands throughout the world. That game is so good. And unfortunately, they lost the source code. So they would have to bi- build it up from the ground up. All I need to do is just have. The basic story elements and like the battle system, which is awesome, and and then be able to like raise your own pet dragon, how to train your dragon, you know, before that movie was a thing. Oh my goodness, bring it back! Come on, Sega, let's get on that. Uh, also, last bit of news: No Man's Sky, uh, No Man's Sky's Sean Murray, or Hello Games, uh, Sean Murray has said has uh, gone on multiple places saying that uh, No Man's Sky is not owned by Sony, uh, in spite of the fact that they backed the game and helped bring it out. Um, so, 
You know, they, 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 even though you know Sony did push the game pretty hard, there's a lot of hype around it on their side. A lot of uh, kind of focus on it. What this means is that we might we might see the game on uh, Xbox One in the future. So who knows? But I think uh, that hype train uh, has died down significantly. And uh, Justin, I think he's still trying to make contact. <laughs> well, let's, just, let's keep it moving. Uh, we'll have to probably... Oh, gosh. Stan, uh, why would you guys end the call? <laughs> Everybody leaves the call at once. I don't do that. Hello? Are we there? Okay. <laughs> why would you end the call, you weirdo? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. I need an adult. <laughs> why did they end the call when you uh left? Like er- it dropped everybody. That's so weird. That's what? Why would it do that? Unless Stan disconnected too. Stan. No, no uh, I didn't. Weird. It, it, it Justin had to. Oh, cause you, weird. cause yeah, you hosted the call. That's why. That's uh, right. Let me call you guys. It'll be easier that way. All right. All right. <laughs> well, behind the scene here. What the heck? Yeah, we got some tentacles here. What in the world? Uh, all right, there we go. All right. Pro tip: man, do not, do not, do not let someone with bad internet host a call. <laughs> Podcasting one hundred and one. <laughs> all right. So anyway, creative corner. This is where we have our TLTT word of the day, some uh, creative prompts, design concepts, and ideas. So we're kind of, we had a few uh, technical issues and we're kind of short on time. We're just going to have our TLTT word of the day and we'll probably just jump straight to uh, c- conversation with uh, Justin. I don't think we're going to have enough time to talk about uh, what our creative conundrum for the day. Well, maybe we will. We'll see. We'll go through it real quick and then we'll revisit it next, uh, next show. So, today's TWTT Word of the Day is brought to you, as always, by the swell people over at Dictionary.com. It's also brought to you by the letter M, that exclusive Pokemon, copycats, and uninspired game designers, writers, and content creators. Mm-hmm. That's kind of dark, isn't it? Oh, no. And the TWTT Word of the Day is, drumroll, Me Tooism. <laughs> Get it? Me Too? Mewtwo? Come on. Okay. Tough audience. Weak. It's good. It's funny. So, Me Tooism. It's a noun that means the adopting of policies, methods, products, etc., similar or identical to those of a peer, rival, or competitor. It also means the practice of making a product, offering a service, or etc., that attempts to duplicate one that is already established. Using the quote, is, you, you, you want to read the quote? You're probably not even up to it there, are you, Stan? Nope, you're not, because you're, you're not in the show notes. I caught you. <laughs> you're not in the show notes. Fired. <laughs> I don't want to be fired. Stan, read the show notes, and I see, like, in the in a, in a Google Doc, I see anonymous dinosaur. I don't think that's Stan. <laughs> <laughs> Who's anonymous dinosaur? Is that you, the red pig? You get love, you get love bro. You get love. We gotta just keep moving though. We can't we can't keep lo- keep loving on a chat all day long. We won't get anything done. Anyway, yeah, so that, in a co- that pops up in 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 my stuff too, like an um, anonymous pig or whatever. I'm wondering what that is. It's kind of freaking me out. That's if you have your document as public uh-huh. and you don't have it locked down. Anyone that has the link can see your your document. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I'm just like, why would it? Well, you should, I just already selected that. So why is it? Being like shady, like you know, anonymous pig. Like you're like, holy crap, that just sounds terrible. Um, 
the dinosaurs. Yeah, that, 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 you got a zoo coming after you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I'm down with it. Speaking of that dinosaur, did you see that thing in the news about uh, you know one of the few bits of positive stuff in, in the news? They had a uh, some some scientists found a uh, a way to like uh, using the I don't know like stem cells or something to reproduce a dinosaur's leg. That's creepy. Yeah, Jurassic Jurassic Park. Here we come. <laughs> Wow, and this I won't be going there. Uh, <laughs> I won't be going there. Was that Stan? Velociraptors? No, <laughs> super not. <laughs> super duper not. <laughs> now you know what, Stan? I, I noticed from that. I forgot to mention from last show. You were a little low. I'm gonna need you to make love to that microphone and talk into it like I do. You, know, you just gotta get all up in it, be like, oh yeah. Otherwise, I have to do mad compression, and it's a lot of work. Got to do noise mad filters compression. and mad compression. You guys talk into the microphone. Love the microphone. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's not awkward at all. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> all right, is this better? Yeah, it's a little better. Yeah, you, you gotta share those warm, sultry tones, man. You got you got a good voice, man. Share it with the world. It's God's gift to you and the world. <laughs> anyway, in a quote, the way he sees it. Over the past few years, gamification has become the it girl of business, spawning conferences and a hefty dose of Me Tooism. As some companies eager to embrace it, tack on points or badges just to just about any mundane activity to trick employees into thinking it's actually fun. Wow, that's a that's really appropriate, yo. <laughs> Can I get a badge for that? I was supposed to say I was supposed to be supposed to be appropriate, but I wanted to make it rhyme. Appropriate, yo. <laughs> that's that's good. That fits. That's from Adam uh, Pennenberg. Play at work. How games inspire breakthrough thinking. 2013. Everybody is breaking. Everybody is, uh, you know, uh, kind of jumping on a gaming bandwagon. But that's a good thing. It's no longer a uh, freaking novelty. It's something you have to be embarrassed of. Like you play games? Isn't that for kids? There's still people that feel like that, but you know, no one really cares about them. They're they're the weirdos now. Yeah. Like those people. The, the few. Like the the ten people in the world that think like video games are for kids. They uh. I don't know. I don't, want, I don't like assuming things, but it's part of stuff you're screwing, you, you know, some screws loose in your head. You might be a person that's shooting cats in in the backyard with a BB gun. Shame on you. How dare you. <laughs> it's like that now. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> Bird Pig said, I remember when I owned a piece of the company by taking most of your guy's air. <laughs> what? <laughs> Take that. <laughs> wow. I didn't, that's how it worked? That's crazy. If that's the case, I I, I own a lot of comp, uh, a lot of stake, stakes in different companies because I <laughs> I just talk a lot, take their air up. I'm like, yep, now I'm a part owner. I'm a majority stakeholder. <laughs> because business, <laughs> science, it works. It works. It works. All right, so we got some creative props for you. Uh, the the words, the, the phrases we want you to think about as you work at your next piece of content, a nice creative project, whether it's a video game, you know, a short story, a haiku, you know, a tabletop game, you know, whatever it might be, maybe an article, this is what the word, these are some of the words we hope that will inspire you, redemption, hope, faith, hip-hop, anime, JRPG, I'm not hinting at anything at all, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, (laughs) it would sure be great if someone did something that incorporated all of those concepts. What are they, guys? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be 
the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> Best game ever. Let's see. Is anybody saying anything in uh in the? Oh look, Pixel. Oh, that was Stan that shared it. Toto Africa. That's a good song too. <laughs> Though the word Toto in Spanish, at least for us Puerto Ricans, is something very dirty. So that's all I'm gonna say. Not safe oh, yeah. for words. Not, not safe for work. Not safe for kids. Not safe for anybody, really. <laughs> Bert Pig says he's uh, taking the game programming class and he's learning Python. Python's very good. Uh, what Python is, is mainly good for handling events. It's a scripting language. It's very good for manipulating objects uh, and, and events, doing event triggers. Uh, it's very versatile. I, I would say if you want to learn some of the obscure stuff, Python and Perl is great because you can also incorporate that into web development. Um, and those are like some older languages that still have some places. The problem is, if you ever want to get away from Python, converting that to other systems like Code Fusion or whatever else people love these days, or ASP, you know, it's a pain in the butt. I'm speaking from personal experience. <laughs> but Python is dope. Python is dope. C Sharp. C Sharp is where it's at. C, C Sharp and Java, if you want to do the cross platform. Of course, nowadays, you don't even have to really do code. You can just use, you know, you barely do any code if you use, like, uh, you know, uh, Blender or Unity or Unreal or RPG Maker. Like, a lot of it's based on scripting rather than actual coding, which makes it easier. You know, it's more more logical rather than abstract. Nah, I mean, word. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, uh, our story in our story idea section, if you guys are looking at our notes, we had, uh, we had a shout out. To Justin and, and release, so that's funny. We're t- we've been talking about how it would be cool to see people, you know, blend different inspirations and, and, and themes together, and then Stan stumbled upon release, and the, the rest is history. And now Justin's here, being dragged into our madness. <laughs> Macho madness. Mm-hmm. But here's our creative conundrum before we uh, we get into the nitty gritty in, in, in your mastermind, Justin. But uh, our creative conundrum today. Is that no one has time anymore. Everybody's super busy. We're all really important. Don't have time for silliness. We got to binge watch stuff on Netflix. We got moves to make. We got at least two hours worth of Vine videos. We could watch uh, about 2,000 Vine loops in two hours, you know. All the YouTubes and the Twitch stuff, you know. We, we're busy people. We got stuff to do. We're important. So how do we get people to take action and, and give us that time? You know, how do we boost conversions if you want to talk marketing and you know, on business? And what the heck is a CTA? Well, CTA is a call to action. Now, you know, where has all the time gone? Well, we kind of mentioned about it. There's more content now than ever. Everybody's promoting themselves. Everybody thinks their thing is more important than the next person. Me, 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 me. It's like, please give me attention. You know, advertisers are just scrabbly to just interrupt people's flow and get in there. It's like, are you enjoying yourself? Well, hey, watch this ad. <laughs> Everybody's screaming like, come on, we're, we're cool. Look. It's like, yeah, you don't have money, but here's this car commercial. For some, you know, you're, you're not going to buy a car anytime soon, but here's a $47 car. Yes, that's ta- that's really relevant to me. Uh, I'm living off of Robin. I want to look at freak, your, your Mercedes-Benz ad. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> There's just too much noise, too much. You know, a lot of spaces are saturated. The big brands have learned about social media, so now they're polluting social media. Uh, you know, people are old. The old buddy companies are finally realize. You know, this internet thing. I, I guess it's gonna stick around. Is that a? Is that a fad? Is it? You know, doing digital. Who would have thought this would th- this would be a thing? It's I just, know. It's, it's crazy. And and then you have all this content, right? And then what's worse is people are getting even worse with their time management. So like, that's why people don't have time. They don't know how to how to prioritize stuff and and make space. So how can we create enough value to get a minute? That's all I'm saying. A minute of a person's time. 60 seconds. 
You know, sixty seconds. That's, that's that's shorter than most poops, I would say. You know, I go into you know, you know, I take somebody with the RKO. You know what I'm saying? That gets someone's attention. That's true. <laughs> you gotta do some. That that would be considered guerrilla marketing, where you do marketing yeah. stunts. That's that's legit. Yeah, why not? Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch out, watch out, watch out. Bam. And they just throw it on their body. You know, just throw some pamphlets on their body. You know what I'm saying? And that's that. Oh, man. Uh, one of our good friends uh, who's got his own media empire. He's also a DJ. Uh, he has a day job, but, you know, he's really committed to, you know, building out his, his brand. He's got two huge podcasts, Knuckleballer Radio and uh, Zombie Cast. Highly recommend it. You're going to be on Zombie Cast this coming Monday, too, right? Monday, Monday, Monday. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the like the monster truck commercials. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, so you're gonna get to, you're gonna get to hang out with Sean Freeman, who I've had the pleasure of hanging out with him IRL, and this man is constantly in self promotion mood. And it's not a bad thing; he's not a shark about it. But every opportunity he has to network and like promote his his brand and like get people involved, he's taking advantage of it. Um, you know, and he's also good about collaborating. But you know, like most people, where like, most people they spend so much time promoting themselves that they don't make enough room to truly collaborate and, and connect with other people. And that's an opportunity for most, for pretty much everybody. But he, you know, what he does? He drives. He'll he'll even drop business card everywhere he goes. Leaves it on the, on the table with a tip for the waitress. You know, drops it in a jar with with a tip. You know, yep. <laughs> sticks it on the on a, on a billboard next to the bus stop. I mean, everywhere. And I was laughing because we been in a game like when we were uh, last time we were, we hung out together we were covering we all got uh, press passes for uh, Walker Soccer Card because you know all games dot com and geeky antics we're kind of a big deal when it comes to media outlets <laughs> so we got press passes we started covering uh, Walker Soccer Card and I, I I made I made the game and we all got involved in it where anytime we saw a zombie cast business card you know Sean Freeman we was just like you know uh, put up a count you just do a little count in our head and we go we come back to each other like an Easter egg hunt and be like and, and tell each other our counts it was an honest system of course you know people can lie but I don't know at one point I, I was up to like eighty five or something I was like man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is the thing that is the thing yeah fun fun times. But <coughs> before I lose my voice here, take a swig of my tea. What are you drinking anyway? Uh, what are you guys drinking? Um, air. <laughs> you didn't bring a drink to tea time. How dare you, sir? I'm sorry. I can get some water right now or something. It was part of the email we pre- the, the, the prep session. I said everybody got to grab a drink. Well, I'm having a uh, a chai. Some people say it was chai tea, but chai. I think. <clears throat> Is Ordu or hint, uh, one, some some uh, Indian some Indian language for well lots of dialects right for for tea right so saying chai tea means tea tea right but uh, you know I'm having chai with uh, some brewed uh, ginger like that we brewed some ginger and water and put that boiling water in there and then I added some allspice and some cinnamon some honey it's good. I just have it. I just have it in the fridge right now because um, I just I just couldn't bring myself to drink something sweet in the morning. But um, I have uh, <laughs> just the sparkling ice. Um, those sparkling iced teas. Um, those things are yummy. They're like a dollar mm. at, at, at Kroger or whatever you know. But I don't really didn't like. I don't really don't enjoy hot tea a lot. I really don't. I prefer cold tea. Like you know, I'm, you know, we're down south, so we like the sweet tea. I'm sure like most people right, do. Right, right, right. That's, that's where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, if it's if it doesn't, if it doesn't pour out slow, even if it's <laughs> tea, right? 
<laughs> yeah, this this is more of a healthy drink because I've been sick and I'm, this is kind of a cleanse. It's got turmeric in it too, which turmeric is great for you know cleansing, but uh, it will stain the crap out of anything because it's got like the yellow dye effect. Anything it touches, oh, yeah. it leaves that mark yeah. behind. Uh, turmeric is also a, a, a big ingredient in a lot of curries. So, well, there, there you go, cooking corner. <laughs> <laughs> but what what you got, Stan? Anything fun? I got coffee. I thought you grabbed me a tea. I drank it. Oh. <laughs> wow. He's on drink number two. Uh-huh. I, I always have two drinks at my side. Yeah, you got you to gotta keep yourself hydrated. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, uh, we don't want to take too much more time from the main event. So, you know, the, one of the things I think is important to think about, you got to find ways to remove friction from, from your call to action, your CTA. Your CTA is stuff that you want people to do when they visit your website, engage with your advertisement, go to your Kickstarter campaign, whatever it is. You usually want to have, like, the rule of thumb, and this is not always true, but one page, one call to action. That's the rule of thumb. You know, people break down all the time. And, of course, you could do A-B testing, split testing, to run different versions of a page, see which one gets more of a, cl- a higher click-through rate, a higher conversion rate. Lots of fun stuff you could do with that to kind of get into the the, the uh, mindset of people, the behaviors of your visitors, understand those habits. But I think the important thing to notice is that you have to... Identify for your brand, identify for your project, what are the highest value behaviors, right? And then apply a weight and a rank to them according to what's going to be easiest for your for your audience. And t- usually the things that are the easiest are the lowest value. You know, that's usually how it works out. Like, it's easy to click like on something. Sharing is a little tougher because then, like, people will think, oh, am I going to spam my friends? And, uh, is this something that's relevant to them? Uh, tagging a friend in a post it takes even more trust, and it's a little more friction there, so that's even higher value, right? So this is the kind of stuff you kind of think about. You know, the more friction or trust there is, like the friction is how hard it is to execute, how uh, complex the instructions might be, you know, and how how likely it will be that someone that's maybe not too swift will mess it up. It's like, all right, so uh, you want me to leave a comment? There's two fields. One says comment and one says name. Where do I put my comment? What do I write in comment section? It says comment. What? What? Yes. What's my name? Security <laughs> number, credit card number, <laughs> all good. You know, uh, <laughs> and the thing is, that sounds absolutely ridiculous, but there are lots of people like that in the world. I hate to say it, but uh, I think the, the, oh, and I think Justin is uh, robotic again. No! Justin, we want to drop you and reconnect to the call. Mr. Roboto. <laughs> oh, my lord. Uh-oh. Did we lose him? Then we call him back. Yeah, call him back. There we go. <laughs> you there, Justin? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, if you're really curious like- about this kind of stuff, uh, <laughs> and this, this is what I've, I've discovered. Pretty much like 90% of the businesses out there, especially small businesses and, you know, solopreneurs, Twitch streamers, YouTubers, they have no business savvy whatsoever. So when you talk about like, oh, what kind of analytics do you have? What kind of monitoring stations do you set up? How are you measuring brand sentiment? All this stuff, they're like, what? What's your conversion photo look like? What are your conversion goals? What? You know, and the thing is we have some acknowledgement of that, but we're not aware of the terminology. Like, everybody has gold. Like, on, t- on Twitch, everybody's like, the road to 1,000 followers, oh, the road to 10,000 followers, like, that's, that's what they focus on. Those are their, their milestones. So, mm-hmm. you gotta think about how can you dr- 
campaign to drive people to that. And that, you know, that's you know, if you wanted to learn more about that, look up lead nurturing, look up uh, conversion optimization, uh, conversion rate optimization, optimization, CRO, um, or hire me. You know, I'll help you. I'll coach you through it. I'll work with you, <coughs> and I won't break Word. the bank. I'll try not to break the bank. <laughs> Word. But if you're serious about the business, you gotta invest. You gotta invest in it. <coughs> Ooh. I hate being sick. I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to cough in your ears. So, you know, was a pretty pretty useful, little quick marketing, uh, little workshop, mini workshop. Did you find that useful, Justin? I did. I did. <coughs> but but I already have these 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 guys. These guys um, uh, named um, some type like Geeky and Antics or something like that. You know what I'm saying? They did a really good job or something like that. You know what I'm saying? This one guy's his name is uh, Yomar. You know, I think the Y is silent or whatever. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. I, I, I tell you, so many people want to tell my mother she spelled my name wrong, and, uh, or that I'm saying my name wrong. It's like that thing you keep saying. I don't think that it means what you think it means. Like that's my name, fool. <laughs> you just made that up, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> or like people either call me Omar, or because they think I'm spelling my name wrong, or they try to make it sound a lot more like I don't know, ethnic or fancy. They're like Yamar, yuck, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it happens. So anyway, now we're in the final uh, stretch of the show. We got uh, about a half hour to go deep. I, I know we wanted more time on this, but, you know, we, we started a little late. But I think we covered a lot of ground. So, Justin, we're gonna, let's start off with the lightning round, and then we're going to talk about your project. We'll do the lightning round first. You ready? Cool. Just to warm you up. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Red or blue? Blue. Call of Duty or Battlefield? Mm, Battlefield. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Chicago or New York City? Uh, Shot City. <laughs> Ooh. Scandalous. <laughs> Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Twitch or YouTube? Twitch. Goatee or, or Soul Patch? <laughs> 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 I tripped him up with that one. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> those are those goofy you, patches the, of something yeah. on you. I'm like, no. <laughs> you, you have to think about it. They're kind of the same thing, but they're not. Yeah, exactly. Pineapple or grape? Oh, grape. Blackness. It's black. <laughs> Monopoly or Uno? No, Uno. <coughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So now you're warmed up, right? You ready? You ready for this? Yes. So my we're gonna, body is ready. So we're going to do a few things here. We're going to establish who you are as a person because we're, we're, you know, our belief is people are tired of faceless brands. They want to know there's real people behind us. I think that's the most important thing to create trust. Now let's talk about your project, but uh, tell us a little bit. First of all, give us your 30 second elevator pitch for about what is release. Like if someone, you literally in an elevator, you only had 30 seconds to, to share that with someone. What would be your pitch about what release the game is? Okay. Um, this is rough for me, so I'll try to be. It's rough for everyone. It. <laughs> well, it, it, it must be when you're long winded. So um, I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it off. I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna read it. <laughs> um, release is a 2D hip hop hand animated JRPG uh, that's Christian and mature. Uh, release is a story about dry bones living again. A story of love and hope through brokenness of our main character, Elise. Uh, she has suffered through human trafficking for seven years, only to encounter more suffering through her own rage. She Can she and her friends overcome their destructive past, or will it take something greater than themselves to find this out? Okay, that's it. <laughs> hey, that's good. 
Did you did you like did you like our little uh, YouTube uh, sp- thumbnail we made? Did you did you see it? I don't know if you had a chance to look at it. <clears throat> there are many thumbnails uh, that you have sent me, so I'm not quite sure which one you uh, would specify. <laughs> I had to look over them again. It, it's, really, you it say, says you, you sent me is great. It's a it's a little t- the, our tagline that we put there is despair, discovery, hip hop, and hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, some. Uh, there's some alliteration there. Is that the the narrative device we're talking about? Is it the yeah? I said alliteration or is it consonation? I, don't, I get confused all the time. And I'm a writer. Shame on me. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. You see, you get a, you get with the with the elevator pitch. It's something you get better with the more you do it. You know, and, and again, it's, it's trying to get into those small windows of opportunity. You know, take advantage of that time. So. Tell us, a, not, not let us let's backpedal a little bit, tell us a little bit about yourself, particularly like, you know, your inspirations, your role models in, in faith, your, in games, movies, TV, anime, any, everything that, that kind of led up to this point, you know, maybe your favorite comic books, your heroes, books, the, you know, give, give us a quick picture of that road pointed to today and, and, and uh, release project. And there's a lot of influences here, clearly. Like, you got a lot of stuff going on. So, like, what, what's, what brought us here? What brought us here, man? Uh, well, um, uh, I wanted to do something. I like working in 2D uh, simply because Fantasia is over 80 years old. And uh, I think that's right. But it's still beautiful because it's hand animated. Uh, I believe that uh, technology is dependent on technology. The 3D models or technology is always going to be escalating to a new point. I would, say, I would completely admit that... Um, that it's reaching a threshold to where it's going to look pretty good no matter what. But there's always something to where it's going to look even better, you know, or more photorealistic or more whatever. That uncanny valley hasn't been crossed yet. So, therefore, until that happens, you know, um, I, uh, I don't know. Something about technology is always going to be increasing. So, Tekken 1, for example, does not look good anymore. You know what I'm saying? It looks good for maybe it's time, but as far as, you know, we're going to make Tekken 1, you know, not so much. And that's you know, I, looking back in the day. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think I feel like we're hitting a plateau in far as far as the tech of gaming goes. Like graphically, yeah. I'm no longer like, wow, that looks amazing. Like the generation to generation jump, I don't think is really gonna be a big deal unless you're like super bleeding edge. You're like now I can see every chest hair on his on his body. Like, eh. right, right, right. And right. like, I think if people look at like games this generation even last generation like the last stuff that came out forward unless they're really looking for a different outfit it's gonna be like man that looks janky like i think everything's gonna be playable you know what i mean yeah yeah it's it's all gonna be pretty playable and everything but like i said like akira for example is always going to be just beautiful because that because you know that someone sat down and hand and and drew that stuff all over again i I don't i'm not hating on 3d animation at all because i know it takes a a ton of work and a ton of skill and a ton of craft and everything you know but it's kind of like doing all that and then it's like well i finished this one part so now i'm going to draw the entire thing over again (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. and so that's just an incredible thing. So I like I like the hand animated approach um, uh, because of this I romance it a lot in my head. I, I really <laughs> enjoy it. So uh, I like I, the pain. <laughs> it's, it's it's not it's for me. It's not that bad. You know, it's like okay, a little five second. Well, then it got draw fast. So, but anyway, um, so that and um, there was a game called East Book One and Two for the PC Engine, aka the TurboGrafx sixteen CD. Um, and that game, nice. Yeah, that game's music, the soundtrack to that thing 
completely transformed the entire game for me because, you know, when you look at it graphically, you know, you're this little redheaded dude walking around running into enemies. That's how, you know, it's not even like a, a combat animation. You just run straight into them, and depending on your stats, is the success rate about if you're going to kill the thing or not. And depending on how, how, how you touch that enemy, is how you're going to kill it. So, not an amazing game gameplay-wise, but still fun. But the soundtrack to that thing carried the experience to a whole other different place. Um, Hurt Sock Swai has, like, the best soundtrack of the 60-bit era. I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> well, it's one of the best. Yeah, I, w- I would say, like, Act Razor sounded amazing. Ooh. Because so, so many Nintendo, the, 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 whatever sound oh, chip they had in there, whatever, you know, was supposed, was supposed to be, like, CD quality or whatever. So, like, you would have this amazing... Did you play Hudson Adventure Island for Super Nintendo? Oh, yeah. Bruh, that soundtrack is still dope. Still dope. That was another game that really blew my mind, too. So I was like, I was seeing how some of these games that were subpar gameplay-wise were... The, the music just added something, this other dimension to it, to where I just want to play it, you know? Um, you know what it is, uh, too? With, uh, if I recall correctly, in that 60-bit era, Super Nintendo was using the wavetable chip, uh, a wavetable chip, and and the Genesis was using a FM synthesis chip. So the difference is, with a wavetable you know, processor, you're talking about actual sampling, so you get more complete, crisp sounds, right? Whereas with FM synthesis, it's it's kind of emulating, you know, it's it's all these like weird codes set to it, and it's like creating uh, some kind of you know pitch, volume, and instrument. But it's you know it's not as as rich. But it's great if you're doing some like techno or bit or chip two type stuff. It's amazing, right? But what, yeah, but what about Streets of Rage though? Streets of Rage. Um, yeah, that has iconic yeah, music. Yeah, dude, like, that that was another game that blew my mind. I was like, what am I even hearing right now? Like, this is, <laughs> this legit sounds like, you know, I, I think it's like when someone makes, when when a developer made something, like, natively for the Genesis, you know? Yeah. They always do these amazing things with the technology and yep. everything, you know? So, like, so a port, for example, a ports of these games, like, Earthwind Gem versus the Genesis, Super Nintendo, you know, they... They weren't made for those systems, but when somebody made something for the Sega Genesis, like Contra Hard, Hard Corps, like when that was natively made for the Genesis, yeah, Genesis did amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. Genesis did amazing stuff with the uh, Contra Hard Corps, Gunstar Heroes. You know what I'm saying? Soundtrack wise, graphically, all that stuff, dude, just killed the game. And that, that still happens today. Like, there's something to be said about, uh, you know, optimizing for the platform. Uh, yep. It's kind of a lost art, too, because if you look at how limited hardware used to be, you know, before, like, the 5th and 6th gen, I would say, you know, the the, the, the NES was the inferior platform when you compare it to the, the Sega Master System. The Sega Saturn had the potential to be better than the PlayStation. But, yeah. again taking advantage like how easy it is to develop for the system and the tools available and knowing how to optimize for that platform you know that's yeah, that's dude. all different things people don't think about it like it's it, the game has changed like now it's 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 easier to develop a game in, in many regards and faster even but it, there's other challenges so let's talk about some of those challenges because it's, it's been like a road of i saw the binder you have uh, over four years worth of artwork and you still have to get a lot of it colored, right? Yeah, yeah. So you got to yeah. pick colors. And as someone that dabbles in, in, in cartooning, like, I like drawing, but like when it comes to inking and, and coloring, it's fun. But it's like, who has that kind of time? 
Right, right. That's that's the really time suck right there. Is you know, and cause I can ink really, I can ink, I can draw in ink um, very, very quickly. Um, and uh, but the thing about it is, is that the coloring is something to where you know those little details, those little nuances. Even if I'm using artwork that is has a lot of closed lines to where, you, got, you know, I can just hit the magic wand and then paint bucket the thing, you know, and then put maybe a, a black layer over top of that or behind that so you don't see any white spots or whatever, you know. But even if I'm doing that, it still takes a, a, a lot of time to make that stuff look right. So, oh, yeah. 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 But uh, that's, that's 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 what launched the Kickstarter in the first place. Is kind of like all the it's like okay, I did the first four hundred illustrations by myself. Now I gotta do now I gotta do more another four hundred, you know, to make the game to be what it needs to be. And I'm like, anybody got time for that? So Kickstarter. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, when you realize just how much work this is involved, and it's like no matter how talented you are, I mean, you're, you're super talented. Like we like the like, all the feedback we've been getting is. That music's dope. Love that soundtrack. Oh, the, I like the art style. It's really unique. You know, hand-drawn graphics. Like you, you're pouring your soul into it. But, it, you know, no matter how talented you are, folks, if you could do all the coding, all the, all the art, all the music, that's great. But you still need a team because you, you, you want, a few things are going to happen. You know, unless you're a superstar like Justin, you're going to probably burn out. But even then, yeah. you know, you're, you're looking at your timetable like it's a long time, like four years, go, you know, before you even like start really working at the core of the project. That's a long time. You got a, you got like a three hour demo, but there's still so much work to be done. So imagine mm-hmm. if, you, if you, basically, if you kept doing it on your own, you still have like probably another four to eight years to get to work through it, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So I was like, man, I, I want this thing done. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, 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 pretty it's pretty complete you know as it is right now it's just that like once again the art assets need to be added and da, 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 so you know well were there any tough decisions you have to make on the final call like some things you find to decide to leave for a future version of the game or maybe uh like franchise spin-offs you know or of course um, the infamous remastered version <laughs> <laughs> well um that's what I mean. Uh, for, so recent developments uh, will allow me to kind of go into, I guess you know, in a way, my remastered version of it because uh, there'll be a different engine. And I've seen it how it works and everything, and um, I have a lot of help with that too. And uh, it's the same engine that was used for Citizens of Earth, you know, um, uh, by uh, Ryan uh, Vanderdick, and um, and uh, he that engine is so much more superior than what I'm using right now, which is all the RPG maker VX, which is almost 10 years old now. But I was really trying to make that work because I was like, you know, man, like this is what I do know in terms of uh, programming language and everything, you know, cause I'm an artist at heart, you know, so I won't even try to, you know, say that I'm a, I'm a huge programmer or whatever, you know. My first game was made with RPG Maker for the PlayStation 1. So that's what I knew. And I went ahead and now that's dedication. Cause you do all that pretty much with a D pad. Woo. Yeah, I can yeah, only yeah. imagine that, that that'd be like trying to draw on a computer with like a really crappy mouse, like a a, a mouse with a ball, not even a laser. Like that's yeah, dude, try so. doing that with ever like MS Paint. Whoop, yep, not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like uh, we, uh, well, I did um, I did some of the characters just from scratch for, for for monsters or whatever, and there was no diagonal. No, there's no diagonal in RPG Maker for PS1. There's no diagonal lines. There's only horizontal and vertical, and that's it. That's all you get. That's all you get. <laughs> so you had to just go out and like, you know, pixel by pixel, you want a, a, a diagonal line, and um, there's a, some clips of it on uh, my website. There was like, a video of it, and uh, it's... Yeah, it looks good, man. 
It looks like something that would have released like early nineties, late eighties. Like it's legit. Like I looked at that thing and I was like, I must have been out of my mind to do that. <laughs> yeah, you were telling me like it took you like what thirty hours to make to produce. Yeah, in it, there? Was, it was like a thirty-hour game. It was like, it was on seven memory cards. It was like a thirty-hour game. That's gameplay time, right? Yeah, yeah, gameplay time. Wow. Like, oh, like, so yeah, dude. Like, um, I was like, I looked back at that. I was like, I must have been out of my doggone mind to do that. So, but well, you know, oh, G- you know. genius and insanity kind of go hand to hand. So, <laughs> <laughs> Golly, dude, I, 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 I don't even know. I don't even know. But that was my that was my passion. Like. Like I was like I was like I knew that no one was actually gonna play it, you know what I'm saying? But I just wanted to make one just to see if I could make it, and so I did, and you know, and uh, that gave me that prepared me for for this project right here because um, that completely prepared me for everything. But at the same time, I had already been conditioned for the long haul, so you know this is normal to me because I made such an, I, I, I made it finish this 30 hour game as my very very first game, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm conditioned now for this kind of thing. So <laughs> well, that's what's up, man. Um, so how how are you on time? Cause I want to make sure we have enough time to get to like the key topics we wanted to kind of follow up with you on. You you're good? I think we have we have fifteen fourteen minutes before two p.m. Right? Do you have to go anywhere? Yeah, I'm um trying to leave for my family reunion. So I want to see the fam and everything, and uh, that's the thing that we do every year. So I want to make sure I can make it in some way, shape, or form. So because right. I, mean, I went ahead and wanted to be, uh, it was going to be running late anyway because they start because truly they started too. So we'll be leaving it too. So okay, okay. But, so we'll, yeah, we'll, but, we'll wrap know, it up. So love and everything and support. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so um, let's get to like one of the big topics we didn't really talk about in the last interview. Um, so. There's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of meat to this story. There's a lot of gravitas for if that's the best word to really describe it. Like it's it's there's some heavy things in there. Um, what I like about it is that you're you're ministering, you're 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 t- you're dealing with you know practical wisdom and, and Christian themes. You know, and, and again, those Christian themes are being dealt in a very practical, relatable way. Like it, the, the feels set in early on. Like you'd have to be a robot to not really be affected by this story. You know, so it, it's, I think it's something that everybody could really connect with in, in different ways. But um, there's already been some pushback, right? Uh, from surprisingly, the Christian community, they're, they're not. Some people are not fans of the violence and some of the more risque aspects in there. So I, I think it's it's amazing because you're you're operating in the real world, so you have to have real things in there. That let yeah. so people can relate to it, you know. Right. And I right, think, right. and I'm not trying to guide your your your, your response here, but I, I feel like people, you know, believers, Christians, they're doing more damage than good when they're sheltering themselves and their loved ones from the real world, because we're yeah. living in the real world. So we should really deal with those things and not pretend they they don't exist. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, what yeah. what what do you feel like? You know, it's kind of your responsibility there. Maybe how, how did that some how did that kind of impact your design decisions? Well, um, my main thing is that you know I wanted to show what God could do with a character that is really broken and characters that have their own issues going on. And I really wanted to show, you know, can he can he do something with something like this with someone like this? You know, so um, and that's kind of the story of the Bible in, in in many respects too. So it's this story about how did God still find a way to redeem mankind after all this stuff happened, right? 
Um, and the thing about it is that the Bible itself is not a, exactly a, a G or PG rated book, you know, like that stuff can get pretty rough sometimes and sometimes get very graphic. Um, so we're trying to apply a standard um, that is not even what the word you know, that is, 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 is supposed, we're trying to read standards that's supposed to be quote unquote holier than the Bible that we're reading. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there is this sheltering thing, which I think is good in some respects. I do want to protect people from uh, certain things or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But if you're already exposed to that kind of stuff, then are they let down in ministry completely? You know what I'm saying? Or even be wagging your finger and say that, you know, you're doing, you're looking at this wrong and you're looking at this wrong and everything. And I was like, some people doesn't really bother them because they've grown up that way. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, so what what about them? You know, what about the gamers who have been exposed to this kind of stuff all the time? So we're just going to say that, you know, it's wrong for them to look at this kind of stuff, or are we going to show that, hey, there is a story or a narrative to say that, you know, here's what you're used to, but here's a better solution or a better path or whatever, you know, um, and uh, or a different path. What is, you know, what does these two paths look like in terms of, you know, what he does, what God does, you know, in terms of, reaching out to this person that's broken and it's messed up. So I wanted to show the different aspects of things, and I didn't feel as though if the Bible is not a G-rated book, I didn't feel as though my content had to be G-rated also. And I also felt that the purpose of the Bible not being G-rated is to show that, hey, you need a savior. You know what I'm saying? Like, mankind, like, look at the stuff, the stuff that you guys are doing right now. Like, you need something. You know what I'm saying? And and um, and that's why a lot of times, you know, people look for political people to be their savior or some kind of champion, you know what I'm saying? Superheroes yeah. aren't invented to be that savior thing, you know? So everyone longs for one, you know? And um, the Bible is just showing that, you know, hey, here is your savior, you know? So it's like... Um, um, so it's the purpose of that. So you need Superman to stop dark side, not like a bank robber. That's a little bit of overkill. You know what I mean? So, so like a bank robber, you know, he's bulletproof. What do you need that for? So, um, so a real threat, real darkness, real stuff that people really deal with, you know, uh, PTSD, like some real stuff that people deal with, you know, um, is something to where you got to um show what god can do in relationships like that can you do something with that you know can you do something with trauma can you do something with a very violent person you know and it's about that story so um there's so much more creativity that we can do in the body and i'm not mad at anyone who must be something that's going to be kid friendly because kids need something to look at and grow up too with you know it's just that it needs to be creative and different and diverse and unique and you know imaginative yeah i think that yeah definitely uh I mean, Old Testament is some fire and brimstone, some really dark stuff, like, oof. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know, New Testament has it too, though. New Testament and Revelation, that is not a pretty story. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, like, you know, you know, a lot of times people get so caught up in the literal aspects of things. Am I, am I hearing myself? You don't have headphones on, do you? Ooh. No, I had headphones on. I had headphones on. I heard a, I heard an echo. One of you were echoing. Mm-hmm, I'm watching you. But, you know, I think people get stuck on, on little silly th- details. They get hung up on the, the, the letter of things rather than the spirit of the message. So, you know, I, I think it's important. Like, uh, I mean, we're not reading the Bible, you know, if you believe. I, I don't think you should be reading the Bible and say, well, it says here, if someone steals something, chop off their hand. And if they are not faithful, stone them to death. And like, um, I don't think you understood what they're trying to say there. 
<laughs> those were different times too. So you know, yeah, obviously, yeah. we're not sacrificing goats on the top of a mountain or anything, or setting a bush on fire. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's like it's like what what God was doing in that was that um, He was establishing you know a holiness with people, you know, and uh, His thing in the in the Bible said you know essentially that if a person sins and everything, you know, it's kind of like having viruses in your computer. So it's like. Okay, you want your computer, your system that you bought, um, that you own, to work to run smoothly, and you don't want it to, to contradict what you're trying to do with it. You know what I'm saying? So imagine if you know you hit the right click, and instead of right clicking, it does whatever it wants to. You would consider that to be defective. So and you try to <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be annoying. Heck. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. So when you look at it from that perspective, in terms of you know, like, hey, this is God's universe. He can do whatever He wants to with it. And then you see, you know, when He's like, mountains rise, oceans stop here, you know, all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then He gets to mankind. And he's like, man, do this. And he's like, no. It's like, wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like. So, so it was about establishing, you know, um, here are the people who follow God, and they're going to look a lot different because they're going back to their original purpose. And here's the ones who don't, and this is why, you know, this looks the way that it does on this side. So um, he was establishing that a peculiar people, and he was also um, uh, establishing the importance of, but mankind also wanted the law. So they're the ones that made the law. So, like, God wanted to be with people in the first place. So he wanted to, so on Mount Sinai, um, uh, he was wanting to establish a relationship with everybody. That was the time for an established relationship. But people rejected that. They wanted Moses to go ahead and give him some laws to follow. And that's why when you have laws, you got to have a judge. And when you got a judge, you got to have enforcement of that law. And that's why the Old Testament looks the way that it does. And that's why the New Testament looks the way it does, because that law is now, we're the hands and feet of God now. So that that stuff is written in the heart now. And we're supposed to be going with Christ through the Holy Spirit. So then that way, you know, it ain't got to be this thing where God's going to, you know, smite you and be your judge. It's when believers don't act on what God wants them to do. That's the judgment right there. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a difference. We, but we, have a, we have a better covenant now. So people don't understand that a lot, and I don't understand why they don't understand that. And that's why times are different and everything. So, um, But it now it's, mo- it's moved into the heart now where it's this love thing. You know, It's always been about love, but at the same time, we, we wanted that judge because you know, we wanted it to follow some laws and, 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 that, and be separated from God. But now it's just about... The, the children needed a... The children needed a firmer hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but we, people chose that. It's like, hey, I want to establish a relationship with you. He's like, no, go ahead and tell it to Moses, and we'll go ahead and, and do the law thing. So it's about, but now, you know, it's, it's, it's this thing where it's just all, uh, it's, a lo- it's love. Not like love in a, in a manner of, I'm always going to say yes, kind of like, you know, you wouldn't give your kid a knife just because, you know, they wanted it. You know, that's not love. That's you. That's you being selfish because you want to feel good and you're going to put your child at harm yeah. because you want to feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like, trying, oh. trying to be a friend you know, rather than doing the right thing. That happens right, a lot, right, too. Right, <laughs> right. But, exactly. but let's pause because you got to leave soon. So I wanted to ask you one more thing before you left. Actually, a couple of things if we, if we have enough time. But, um, I just a few more minutes. What's that? I'll squeeze in a few more minutes. Though. Okay, all right, all right. So, so fr- first of all, who do you do you hope will respond to this game the most? Like, what are some of the niche markets? Like, what does the ideal user look like besides a Christian? Like, what do you think are going to be the things that people will hang out to in the game that will identify with that, that will really create that aha moment, you know, that wow factor? So, you know, like, have you been looking at, like, what the ideal, like, you know, kind of like a user profile? When you, when you think about business, you think about, you know, 
customer profile you, or, you know, in, a, in a software, you think about a user profile, what did that person look like? Who do you think is going to really, who do you really hope is going to see going to click with? Um, this Really, I think that anybody uh, that enjoys turn-based RPGs, because the main thing I wanted to do, I wanted to make a, a good game. I wanted to make a dope game. And do you see the mechanics, you know, and the care that I put into the gameplay itself? Uh, you'll appreciate that. Um, but the game is not where I'm preaching at you. It's more like the themes are in there. Now, if a person wanted to go further into it, I have a study guide uh, to go alongside with it, you know. So I made that for, you know, believers, you know, to be able to um, have maybe a study or whatever, you know, for the game and have a, a group study, you know, about what this game actually means and says and everything, you know. But that's why it's in there. So, like, so, so anybody can actually go ahead and play it, you know, and not have it be forced down their throat. But if a person wanted to look at those themes and dig deeper, you know, I have a study guide to go alongside with it. But really, it's about anybody who wants to, you plays an RPG um, that enjoys that genre and loves that genre as much as I do and that likes it old school, that turn-based RPG and wants something different within the genre because uh, the JRPG is uh, almost, it's very much by the numbers for the most part, you know, <laughs> like there's always, you know. Well, I got a, I got a vibe of, uh, of like, you know, one of the more recent games, Undertale. I think people will see some of that in there. Um, like, are there any specific games you 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 kind of went into it when designing, like, with that game in mind, or those games um, in mind? <coughs> I just wanted to make the game that I wanted to see, you know? Like, I was like, no, it'd be cool, this, then I mean, it made it, <laughs> you know? So, um, uh, I mean, my inspirations a lot of times are, like, things like Fantasy Star. I love the way the Fantasy Star, you know, kind of looked and yeah. Kind of feel to it, you know. So you'll see a heavy influence on Fantasy Star series, absolutely. Especially Fantasy Star Four, you'll see a lot of influence on that. Um, well, I'm a Sega guy, so you're, you're speaking my language. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, boo, Nintendo, boo. <laughs> yeah, Fantasy Star Four, bro. Like, like you'll, you'll see a lot of that in there. But I wanted to do something interesting with the narrative, you know. So, like I said, a lot of JRPGs are by the number. You can tell by the way a character is designed, you know, which one is which archetype. You know, you can tell what where story is kind of going. It's very, it can be very, very predictable sometimes. You know, um, so um, uh, Undertale. You know, I might get lumping in with that. Um, and I've got nothing but love for Undertale. You know, but if people are expecting me to do the pacifist run and everything, you know, uh, simply because it's Christian or whatever, you know, then I don't want to disappoint anybody. It's more like you see two different approaches of dealing with the same kind of problems. That's you know? good. That's good. I think that's the most important thing in a role-playing game. For the story, for purpose of the story, you want it to be on rails to a degree and like a guided, you know, adventure. But right. if you don't have enough freedom, that's frustrating because then eventually it just becomes a walking simulator or a click fest, you know. You're not really engaging with it because there's no real impact, you know, to your, your decisions. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 and, and it's difficult to, 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 because here's the thing about it is that, you know, uh, there's a beginning part in the game that's, you know, like pretty shocking and everything. And it's kind of like, well, I didn't want, I didn't want to do this. But my thing is that she did. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like that, uh, I didn't want that dissonance in there, you know, like there's that reluctance that she has. But at the same time, you know, um, it's kind of like, uh, um, uh, that, that portion where if you're playing like something like GTA, you know, um, San Andreas, for example. And CJ's supposed to be this, you know, this character that's, you know, this 
you know, supposed to be the guy, you know what I'm saying? But you can dress him up in a, in a clown afro, you know what I'm saying? Give him, like, high-platform shoes and everything, you know? It's like, it doesn't really <laughs> fit that character, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so, so narratively, you know, um, you can explore these characters. You can you can really uncover as much story as you want to in terms of the details of these characters, you know? So you can go into the subconscious um, and uh, draw out all these other elements of them, you know? Or you can just go ahead and just play the game straight way through. But the story is really the part where, you know, the player makes the choice in terms of how much is going to be revealed in terms of the details of these characters. So you, so you support the immersion... Mm. You support that more immersion more from making the cat giving you clear motivation and ha- helping yeah. the 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 player actually appreciate the the character and you know who they are rather than the, the other side would be customizing it and then they they do you know the player plays out their story or makes their decision. So I think that's an important distinction because you know you can still be immersive and have a very much very much an experience where the author the, the the creator is trying to guide you through a story because they're trying to teach you this lessons this themes they're trying to project you know and that's 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 tricky because you know usually you think immersion you think freedom of choice and customization you know make the experience your own but you can still feel like you're part of it without it being your story per se you know what i'm saying yeah it's it's, it's a it's kind of a western and eastern kind of difference between in terms of the way that's that's done and everything so um because western RPGs always been trying to, you know, like put you in the story, you know, um, in every way, shape, and form, you know, to make to make you feel like you're actually in the game. That's true. Um, That's true. Yeah. Like, like yeah. the Dragon, I mean, you know, they did it. They probably did it best, and they still do it the best. You know, right? right. They're wanting to take Western RPGs. The way that those are made is that it's supposed to be a tabletop experience but dig- a digital tabletop experience you know? yeah and so so that's what the uncanny valley is for a western rpg for a japanese rpg it's more about the characters and loving the characters and the narrative and things like that you know it's more do- do- done in a storytelling kind of way which i really really like you know so the thing is that you know um what makes good sci-fi sometimes you know what makes good sci-fi a lot of times is not necessarily the world that's in there but it's actually the uh, the characters aren't involved into it, you know? So, George Lucas disagreed with the way that Star Wars was made. So he disagreed with that, you know, it's like, he's like, nobody cares about the characters, they care about the sci-fi. And so his director was kind of like, so like, uh, George, no, they, they have to have these characters to relate to and things like that. So that's why you see this huge difference between the prequels and the original uh, Star Wars, is that, Lucas was like, they just want the sci-fi. So I'm going to make this huge CG sprawling epic and everything. I'm going to make it the way that I want to make it and everything. And so he had these characters that were like an afterthought almost, you know, in terms of his direction of them. Because Hayden Christian is a, is a great actor. It's just that, you know, he wasn't allowed to act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody was allowed to act. So that's because... That's, 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 a, that's a good point. Uh, that, that's a very good point, actually. But, um, Stan, did you, did you have anything you want to ask or add to that? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to get, I'm trying so hard to get Stan more involved, but he's just like, I'm just enjoying the conversation. <laughs> well, um, I'm listening. <laughs> t- he's taking the copious amounts of notes. <laughs> if he was in the show notes, he'd be able to type some of the notes in there. <clears throat> <clears throat> Is that so, eh, maybe, maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe a little bit, a lot of bit. <laughs> so, um, before you have to go, yeah. What is your call to action for people listening, viewing, engaging with us right now or in the future? 
to, to, to help get this funded and spread your message and spread your vision to the world. And, it, and, 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 and it's got to be something more profound, but also at the same time simpler to understand and execute upon than find your really rich friend. Because <laughs> unfortunately, the, the problem with, that happened with that, that call to action, this, this is what I find. Everybody has that family member or those friends that have money burning holes in their pockets. Like, it's the guy that buys a new motorcycle just because they can, or the guy that, like, you know, is constantly buying houses to fix up and flip. You know, people, are, you know, they, 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 they're leasing a new car because they can. Like, they're always going on vacations and they're, like, extravagant. And you're like, golly, where do you get all this money from? Then you're just like, can I buy a $10? Like, what happened was... <laughs> Those are usually the cheapest people, sadly. You know, we middle class and lower class folks are the ones that are more generous. So that's not a good call to action. Find your rich friend and tell them to invest. Because the only yeah, way they're going to do it is if you, like, pitch them and give them a power presentation, you know. So right. give give someone a call. Give everybody a call to action. They can actually take all, everybody can actually get involved in. Right, right. I, I kind of did that last time. I was more of a reaction to be like, oh, my God, we only have, like, you know, a certain amount of time left, you know. So I was more reaction to that. So I do apologize for that. Uh, Hold on, I, I, I wasn't trying to drop a hit or anything. <laughs> I'm just saying that you know, like uh, you're right that I, that because um, um, uh, I was doing both and everything you know, but you know, I, I think I do th- I do think it's, it's more more important to to put it in the, you know because I like to encourage I like I like to encourage you know just everyday people a lot of times you know what I'm saying so I should be more encouraging in that so more you know saying that I was more out of step with what I usually do so I usually like, yeah yeah videos and things like that to oh I love your vlogs you got you got a really good video presence well well backpedaling real quick. Would you be open to someone, if someone does have that friend, and they can set up the introduction, would you be open to that? Like, maybe get, a, like, an angel investor um, in addition I, to the crowdfunding? Yeah, yeah, more more angel investors, you know what I'm saying, uh, that, that kind of thing. To, or to work in, form more of a relationship with somebody, you know, rather than just be like, is this going to make money? Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. This, this is more personable. And the reason why, and it'd be a good segue into this, the reason why is that I'm offering hope to either side. You know what I mean? I'm offering hope to either side. I don't care if you're whether you're Christian or you're not Christian, you know what I'm saying? One of the reasons I, that Undertale did so well and resonated with people so much is because there's so much violence and chaos and things like that, you know, within the gaming uh, communities a lot of times that when they see a story, a narrative story that is, um, that can be, uh, and these characters that they just loved and everything, you know, so character driven and, and it was so, um, uh, and you could do, meet, meet these options to do a pacifist run and everything, you know, and it had all this heart to it, all this hope to it, you know. And that and, battle engine is really unique too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and people, here's the thing about it. People don't even really rave about the gameplay of the Undertale. As a matter of fact, they say they, it frustrates them a whole lot. That, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. So it, it, there was something about the characters and the narrative and the hope of that game where um, it resonated with people. And I'm not saying that I'm trying to liken myself to that at all because, once again, if you, try, if you play this game thinking it's going to be where you make the choices of pacifist run versus not, it's not that kind of thing. It's a narrative about, you know what I'm saying, um, dealing with the same problems but in a different way. So we have a portion where you spend time handling it this way and then a portion of it handling it this way. So I wanted to take a full journey into what those two um, ways of dealing with things look like. But, you know, there is something about, like, I would like to be able to breathe and not have everything be so cynical and and without hope and that this was just this all along or, you know, uh, faith as an as a as a thing itself is just crazy to believe in and it's, it's harmful to everybody and harm to this and harm to that. 
I want you guys to bring more things into and fund more things and projects that's just going to be a narrative to where it offers hope. It tells a story of hope and something that's going to be different and, and explores the faith and things like that. So that's what I think is really, really needed right now. Um, and there's plenty of games out there that are just fun, like Rocket League or whatever, you know. But in terms of weaving a story and saying that, you know, hey, I want to tell a story of hope uh, and, and challenge some things that you may have been thinking were okay or thinking that were just normal or whatever, you know, but maybe they're not. You know, I want to cha- I want to challenge the, per- the person, not just gameplay-wise, but challenge them in terms of, you know, some of the ideas or ways that we've been thinking on, on either side of, of, the, of the fence, or the Christian or, or not Christian, so... Fourth wall breaking kind of stuff and hope, and I want to just minister to 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 anybody really. So, so how so how would you like to rally the community to get this funded? Like, what would you say? Like, is there a certain place you want them to go so you, you coordinate that effort? You know, besides Kickstarter, so what's the next the next step to help get this funded? Because you got less than two weeks. What can everybody do to, to help get this in more places? What would you like them to do? Um, share on um, Facebook seems to be a place where we really kind of communicate a lot. Um, I do like the Facebook groups. So you can, uh, there's a lot of uh, sharing even on uh, geek uh, geeky antics and everything, uh, where you guys channel and everything. Um, there's our uh, groups. Uh, the re- there's a uh, release like page or there's a re- release Facebook page on there. Um, there's ways that I communicate mostly through Facebook because I can re- reach out pe- to people, form groups. You know, I have like a little prayer group that I have for release, for for example. So getting you guys involved in that and sharing that and engaging in that um, is uh, very, very important to me. So um, I also have a group called No Room LLC to where, you know, I can invite people into that as well. And we can just talk about whatever. Um, but just in terms of community, sharing these things uh, as much as possible and uh, sharing to people who would get it, you know, um, or asking someone to, hey, take a chance. I know this is Christian game and everything, you know, but but it doesn't look like that. Give it a shot. Be open minded, you know, because, you know, we don't want to be close minded to things and we don't want we, we don't want to do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that sounds good. And I, and I would add to that if. You are involved in any niche kind of podcast, uh, group, um, you know, the people that are, are kind of watching Kickstarter projects into crowdfunding, Christian developers, uh, or just video, anything video games or geeky. There's so many, uh, tangent interests that I think people can promote on a more intimate level on, on in a small group or small page, on a podcast, you know, a blog, you know, leaving comments on a relevant article. You know, there's opportunities all over for people to get involved. Uh, one of the people uh, on Kickstarter, one of the backers, was suggesting uh, we get involved on Reddit. So I think that'd be a good thing too. If you, because Reddit, I think, is one of those things that if you're not on there every day, it doesn't have much of an impact. So if you find a relevant Reddit uh, thread that you, you could just naturally plug, you know, uh, release, I think that'd be valuable too. If, if you're someone that has already, you know, that that Reddit clout, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah that's right. uh, simple opportunities, right? Simple opportunities every day. Many here and there it'll make a big difference tell, tell a friend tell a friend directly don't just post it on your on your, on your timeline or your feed like actually tell some friends that you know are into and this kind of why. thing yeah and, and mention why too that you, you know it's because you can share it and everything you know but if, unless you mention why you're sharing it then you know it won't mean, mean anything it's like you know this you know this might actually resonate with you in a different way it's like this means something to me you know so can you please take a look at it so this because this posting the link up there or whatever you know you know it's like well that's cool but what does it mean to you? Yeah, that's the, exactly. That's the, the opportunity both people miss. And like, 
getting that emotional response, you know, and, and, and making sure it clicks as soon as possible because, you know, that's what most people do. Like, you know, and, you know, sharing it to your timeline is great, but, you know, there's already so much noise. If you, if you make a personal message, send a personal mess, uh, a, a direct message to someone or, you know, tag five or ten people and say, you know, I know how much you guys love, you know, Secret of Mana because of X, Y, and Z. Well, this game has those same things. You may want to check it out. You know, yeah. Just, yeah. those kind of things. You, 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 what that does too, it gets, it starts a conversation, and, and and that's how things, you know, the word of mouth starts going, and you get that elusive viral marketing going. You know, right, so right, right, let's go right. do beautiful things. We could do it together. Uh, any closing thoughts, uh, guys, before we wrap up? Uh, I think um, just for me, I think that we can. I, I know that we can do it uh, in terms of getting it funded and everything. So uh, to anyone who's listening. Um, uh, it's just about replugging in and and if you want to see it done you know let's let's get it done and we can do it together as community and uh, I, I'm looking one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to is community too so um, yeah it's just gonna be a good this is this is gonna be good it'll be, it'll be really really good be, it, so, so so that we can do this and uh, to my Christian people out there you know um, if you're complaining about not having a lot of content to play for that has the things that you care about in terms of uh, you know the gospel and things like that you know and you're not supporting it, then don't complain. <laughs> and I understand that, you know, this is a very niche RPG and everything, you know, but this will at least, you know, show diversity within that, that market, you know, and offer some possible alternatives to where, you know, you can start making the kind of content because, you know, um, Jesus wants us to reach out, but at the same time, too, he wants us to take care of the body as well. That's 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 who he's coming back for in terms of, you know, what we believe that he's coming back for. He's coming back for the bride, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's an even higher priority to minister to one another because they will know who Christ is by your love by one another. So show love. Let's go. <laughs> I think on a, on a greater scale, I think many of us are hungering and I say us, just everybody that plays game. Everybody. We're hungering. Everybody. We're hungering for change. We're, we're we're thirsty for something different. You know, we're like, oh, please, you know, everybody's just pandering and the, the me tooism, like we mentioned earlier. You know, it's it's yeah. abundant. So if I feel like it's we have a responsibility. If you want people to take risks and do things that they truly believe in, not just say what's uh what's a good trend now that seems profitable. Let's jump on that. But someone, right. someone says this is this is the game I'm making the game I always wanted to play, and I hope and I know there's others out there that want, would like to play something like this. That's, that's that kind of stuff we gotta support, you know. And don't and don't forget, it doesn't matter how much you you uh, you pledge, something's better than nothing, you know. And if yep. you could tell a few, five friends and they do the same thing again, collective economics and it, and it grows exponentially. So let's let's do that, you know. Get get the get the get the world excited about this and get people you know pave the way for other you know innovators to to come forward too. It's a scary world, you know. Yep. So we need to create that success story, that underdog story. All right, guys, exciting time, but unfortunately we do have to wrap up here. Uh, just remember, if you want to connect with us, Facebook.com for us Geeky Antics. We're Geeky Antics everywhere, YouTube, Tumblr, etc., etc., Steam, you know. Uh, there's so many places to get to find us. I'm YogiZilla. You can find me on Twitter at YogiZilla, YogiZilla on Xbox Live. Uh, Stan, where can people find you? On Twitter, at Farina, F-A-R-Y-N-A. Yes, and if you want to listen to more of his voice, because I know I do, you can uh, listen to one of his readings. Uh, he has it up on YouTube too, uh, still I think. Uh, what's the, what, what's your what's that one nice that one reading that everybody loves? The Desiderata. There you go. Check that out. It's, it's pretty epic. Justin, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at No Room Fox. You can find me on Facebook on Release Game. And you can find me in the, web, in the main website, which is going to be release.com. Um, that's R-E-E-L-I-S-E.com. And also No Room Fox. That's the parent site for everything else that I do. So that's the kind of link to, you know, pretty much everything. Um, and I believe that will be about it. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we would love to chat longer, but I guess we'll have a follow-up soon here when we ha- we'll be hanging out with Justin Moore. But for now, as far as TWTT is concerned, we'll see you in two weeks. And stay geeky. And stay true. Peace. Keep on keeping on. We thank you. We thank you for every crumb, biscuit, and cake you bring to the table. Because Doctor Who belongs to all of us. What you bring to the timey-wimey tea time in your live chat participation, comments, likes, shares, tweets and voicemail, all of it means the world to us. Love, true love never fails. Do you like it? If you like what we're doing, well, tell us for God's sake. Shout it from the rooftops at geekyantics.net or call it in. 206-415-4987 That's 206-415-4987 That's it. Bless you. So long. And thanks for all the fish. Hold on, it won't be that long. Just a wee while. Because the timey-wimey tea time will be back. We'll return next Saturday with fresh insights, questions and epiphanies about Doctor Who. And heck yes, everything geek. Maybe same bat time. Absolutely the same bat channel every Saturday. Tiny Wiley Tea Time.